Blog Talk Radio. life's problems they may break or tear hearts apart. On Reconnect My Heart, we'll discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prater. I'm so glad you are able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call us at 516-453-9118. That's 516-453-9118. Or you can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart. <clears throat> or you can go out to our chat room, which is open right now. You can send your prayer request or if you want to Leave your questions or comments. You're welcome to do so. I would like to say a huge hello, hello, hello to my church family, True Believers, Tabernacle Church, where our senior pastor, Pastor Otis Logan. If you're ever in the Dallas area, feel free to come and worship with us. We are at 4204 Cardinal Drive, 
Dallas, Texas, 75216. Once again, I want to thank each and every one who are listening. And also, thank you for your continued prayers and support. Okay, okay. Pause. Okay, there it is. Question. Are you experiencing a major conflict in your life? Is it overwhelming you? If you answered yes, this could be a great thing for you. Conflict that comes in your life will either give you the opportunity to step outside of your character to handle it your way or to put it in the hands of God and let him handle it and show him work, or excuse me, show how he can work it for your good. So on today's show, we are honored to have the founder and director of Ollie's Little Angels Learning Center. That's in Cedar Hill, Texas. We are honored to have our very own Miss Shanika Hogg to give you her personal testimony of a major conflict that she faced, how she gave it to God, and it led her to her life's purpose. And also many more things that she may be able to share with us in the episode called The Conflict That Led Me to My Calling. So without further ado, I would like to welcome Cedar Hill's very own Miss Shanika Hogg on the air. How you doing, ma'am? I am good, Minister Prater. How are you? I'm doing great, doing great. I will say this, this is truly an honor. Um to have you on the air. Um, first and foremost, for those that don't know, I will say this, she's a relative of mine, um, first cousin, but beyond that, more than just a relative, she's a great, great personal friend of mine. So um, someone I've seen and uh, watched throughout the years and truly admire. So I want to tell you, I'm very honored for you to be a part of today's show and can't wait for not just others, but myself to be able to be fed with your wisdom and knowledge and just a lot of things you can just share with us on today. Thank you. I appreciate that, June. No, no problem. No problem. Um, Tell you what, that way people kind of know a little bit about you. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, Do you have... um, any brother, sister, or you know, only child? And... Yes. No, okay. I have a, a family, a sibling, seven siblings. I'm the actual mm-hmm. last one that was here. I'm a twin. Okay. I have two sets of twins, so it's my set of brothers, and I have two other sisters, and I'm a twin myself, and um, so that's two of us. So it's a total of seven mm-hmm. of us. Yes, yes, yes. And um, just, just growing up, and you grew up a PK child, those that don't know, yes, preacher's sir. kid. 
Uh-huh. Yes, sir. Not only preacher, but pastor's child. <laughs> yes, yeah. That's a whole different category right there. <laughs> yes, sir. Mm. Yes, sir. It's a, it's a difference. I grew yeah. up as a pastor's child, and, uh, and I'm, I'm honored to be able to say that I am a PK child. So. Mm-hmm. 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 You're PK two times over. Preacher's yes. kid, pastor's kid. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, I will I will say this, um, kind of, since I know a little bit about you, one thing I can say, um want to not only give a shout-out to um, the pastor, which you mentioned earlier, um, senior pastor, Pastor Otis Logan, and uh, First Lady Sister Ollie Logan, but also um, to your mom and dad. Um, yes. Pastor Otis Logan, our Uncle Otis <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. Aunt Ollie, and uh, I, I always look forward to um, the winter time when I would get that phone call from Sister Logan. <laughs> June, can you come by? And she has some of these anointed dressing, <laughs> turkey and dress. Oh my gosh. Um, one time I went by over there to pick it up and she had just got it out the freezer. And so by the time I left there and made it home, she was calling me to tell me, make sure that I sit in the microwave for, you know, X amount of minutes for it to cook. I said, it's too late. I already <laughs> ate it while I was on the way to the house. <laughs> Frozen it all, huh? Yes, indeed. Yes. <laughs> yes. So we want to acknowledge them. Um, so first how was it growing up as the, um, not just, like you said, not just as a preacher child, but a pastor's child? How was that different in your eyesight? Uh, did, did people treat you all differently than just the average child or maybe just the average child who may have went to church? How, how much of a difference was yeah. it? Well, as a child growing up for me, it was different. Because, of course, mm-hmm. he was a pastor's child, so all the things that other children did, we couldn't do just because mm-hmm. we was at church. <laughs> we mm-hmm. was at church mm-hmm. all the time. So mm-hmm. we wanted to, it was just, a, it was a difference. And not only were we at church, but we were going to make sure that we, my parents were going to make sure that we were involved in church. And yeah. so yeah. when growing up, you think, ugh, I, ugh, I cannot wait till I get grown because this is just too much. I I have to, we went through so much as far as having to, no, not so much, but the things that we did go through as far as we were, you know, we were urshers. We had mm-hmm. to sing in the choir. We had to, we didn't, I was a teacher at children's church. I was a teacher at Sunday school. Anytime anybody came shorthanded, of course, we were there to fill in. And like yeah. I said, at that time, as a child, you don't understand, why do I have to teach Sunday school for the little bitty babies? I want to, I don't want to, you know, but. Everything that happened in life when we was a child grew up with, you know, we grew up and now I understand exactly why. And I'm so proud that they did give us opportunities to be able to teach, to be able to yeah. get involved and be involved and to be able to be a urchin and serve people. So growing up, we didn't understand, but now I understand why. And I'm grateful and thankful for both of them for, for showing us the direct path, the right path and what to do yeah. um, in life. Yeah, and one thing I can say that I've even uh, seen at the church, one of the things that I always um, loved about it, they always gave us the opportunity to um, 
you know, exercise our gift. Um, right. Sometimes either if you knew your gift, you were able to exercise it, or if you didn't know what your gift was, they gave you the freedom to explore. An opportunity, you know, just, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I very what, much appreciate what, that. I, I really appreciate it. And even when you think about it, like now, what what pastor, or it might be some out there, but I'm talking about my pastor. I didn't understand it then, but who gives you the opportunity at 10 or 11 to, to teach a class? They must see mm-hmm. something in you to be able to, to you know, 12, 13, 14, teaching these little babies and these little children in Sunday school or, or Tuesday night service, not realizing that them giving us, it was an opportunity that they actually gave us and they actually had faith in us and believed that we can actually teach these other little babies. Even though we were in our teens, we can actually teach these babies something. And mm-hmm. so I appreciate it, appreciate it. Yes, yes. And I remember um, when y'all were, when y'all were small, I remember being at the church where uh, there was Friday nights, maybe like the first Friday night that they would have terrorist service. And, you know, mm-hmm. some churches don't have that anymore, you know, and from some people, they look at it as if we we're coming from the old school, but mm-hmm. it really set a foundation, you know, and, um, and also even just, even I'll just say, even just being able to look at, how your relationship with God, developing your relationship with God, getting acquainted with your relationship with God. And so that was, that was real awesome for us to be able to um, exercise and be able to be introduced to Christ at an early age. So mm-hmm. it, it, it prevented us from uh, a lot of the hangups that some people would have had, not just in the church, but being able to uh, have that kind of foundation in the home, you know, so mm-hmm. so that that's a very blessed family, and I'm I'm thankful, you know, looking at the whole family in general, just looking at how the uncles and the aunts and all that stuff, you know, uh, the majority of them, if not all mm-hmm. of them, are in church, and that's on both sides of your family, you know, so that's mm-hmm. that's great. And it's funny that you mentioned June even in the home because we would go to church, so you already know. Back in the day, we used to go to church on Tuesday, Friday, mm-hmm. Sunday. It was like church all the time, all the time. Sometimes on Sundays, we have to go to double churches, 3 o'clock mm-hmm. services. So not only was it church, but we had church at home. I think it was yeah. Wednesday nights that was said that we had to have a prayer meeting in the middle of – everybody's going to come at the end of the day or at the, in the evening time where we had church and a prayer meeting at home. So mm-hmm. I'm so grateful that not only that it was at church, and I was growing up back then as a child, like, Lord, another church service? I'm going to go crazy. <laughs> like, ah. But not only did we have church at church, but we had church at home. So we had to have, it was like we had church pretty much all the time as a child growing up. So yeah. that's another thing that I do appreciate with them. So even though we were outside of the church, Mama and Dad, they was pastors slogan was going to make sure that even at home, we was going to have prayer. We was going to have church, and that that means a lot. That means a lot. Yeah, yeah. So so now, you know, growing up and of course going to school and then eventually um, getting to high school. Um, were you active in high school? I was. Uh, the first couple of years, I played volleyball and I think I played basketball my freshman year, but I wasn't really active. I was more of the 
shy, quiet, laid back type of person. Like I said, I was a twin, so Mika was in basketball, and she was, we was one, and I think I was popular just because of her, because I was yeah, so quiet, yeah. and she was more of a the talkative and outgoing yeah. one. So I just kind of shared and stayed to myself along with, we were very, like I said, we were very popular, but I was more of the laid back, quiet one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Only until I have to, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah no, I, I was going to say, let's give a shout out to uh, Miko White. <laughs> Hello, Miko. How you hey. doing if you're on air? <laughs> yeah. So she was, you were the more quiet or reserved one, and she was the more vocal one. Yes. She did all the, she was the more, yes, she was the more vocal one. Okay. 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 So, so now graduating, um, both of y'all graduating around the same time. So did both of y'all go to the same school um, going off to college? No, I, we ended up going to the same school later, but we both, we, we was within miles of each other. I went to North Texas, UNT, and she was at TWU. And then when we both left there, we ended up both going to DeVry University. So okay. we, was, we wasn't far apart from each other. Okay, okay. Now, I will say this, and um, the reason why I wanted to make sure to bring up even pertaining to your upbringing, because it's going to come back up even from you graduating high school, going off to college, now, quote unquote, you're on your own. And some people, mm-hmm. when they go off to college, you know, like you said, some of, the, some of the peers that we grew up with, once they got out of mama and daddy's house, after being at church constantly, it seemed like you never saw them back in church again, you know. So mm-hmm. with you, yeah, actually you and Mika, um, now y'all going off to college, y'all would drive. Well, I know you being in uh, in Denton, you drove from Denton to Dallas over the weekend to make it to church. Yes, every Sunday, and both of us was in Denton. TWU is also in Denton, but. Okay. I don't know what it was. It was. I think it was the upbringing. I know that's what mm-hmm. it, exactly what it was. We was, mm-hmm. of course, there was multiple churches in Denton that you know they right. broadcast and we can go to, and but it was just in us. And plus, we're a close knit family, so mm-hmm. we didn't see Mama and Daddy for a whole week. It's like, oh, we got to get back. And not only mm-hmm. that, but we're with a close knit church family, and so right. I really, I don't know. It was just, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was a no brainer. We're going back to Dallas over the weekend because we're going to go back to church after church and we'll head back to Denton. So on Friday, through Saturday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, of course, you know, in college, Friday and Saturday is party days. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't even a thought in our mind. Unless we had to, as we danced, we had to study or I don't think the whole three, four years that we've been in college, we, we barely missed coming back to Dallas because we were going to True Believers. And once right. we finished with our weekend, we going to see our family and once we finished our weekend, it was just a given. We'll head back to Dallas on. We'll head back to Denton on, on Sunday night. So yes. I, it has a lot to do with the, the upbringing. Yes, yes, and I I commend y'all for that. I mean, um, some people I say it like this. Some people would have had the excuse of, well, you know, um, our church is far, so I'm going to either find a local church, church uh, close to the school, or I ain't going to church at all. Now I just watch it online, you know. So I I really thank God for y'all consistency. Y'all really uh, set 
an example to us, of course, in the church, but also within the family, you know, and it eliminated a lot of the excuses that people would have had, you know, if they, if mm-hmm. it really wasn't in them. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. It's, like I said, I think it starts from the early upbringing. It starts from us being growing up in church all of our lives, pretty much when we were babies. We had been in church all of our lives. So that's kind of, it starts from where, what they taught us in the beginning. And even though sometimes they might have not thought that it stuck with us, once we went to college, I think they probably said, okay, yeah, it stuck with them because they probably was maybe been happy to get rid of us <laughs> to see if they've been having kids all these times. And we, you know, right. we're the last ones, but we were coming home on, we were coming home on Friday. What we eating? <laughs> <laughs> we coming home on Friday. Y'all going to see us Friday night. Hmm. So yeah. while you were in school, while while you were in school, what was your major? My major was actually telecommunications. And it's funny because growing up in high school, I was like, ooh, you know, just I want to go out for the dollars. I want to go out for money. What what can we do to to, to get money? And so at that mm-hmm. time, when I was graduating, computers was huge. And so when I went to college, I already knew I wanted to get me a computer degree. I want to do computers. I don't care if I have to build them. Whatever I have to do, I'm going to be involved in technology. And so telecommunications is my actual degree. Mhm. Mhm. Okay. So so you went to school, you got your diploma. Now, after you got out of school, what did you do after you graduated? When I graduated from high school, I went to North Texas and I stayed there of course, um I stayed there for 4 years. And the degree that I was taking at that time was a computer business management degree, and it was a five-year degree. And they had mm-hmm. just decided to do that like a year after we had gotten it, because I thought it was just four years. When I found out it was five years, I was ready to get in college. By, by that fourth year, I was ready to be done. And so I ended up transferring uh, to DeVry, uh three and a half years after doing the business, uh, the computer degree, and went over there within like nine months and got my telecommunications degree. And that was in computers. Um, after I got that degree, I had gotten offered a position at uh, Chase Manhattan Bank downtown uh, Dallas. And, of course, being young, you get offered a, a nice paying job at a, at a bank. You're like, oh, this is nice. Thank you, Jesus. I'm, I'm, in my, I'm in my, this is what I love. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but after mm-hmm. being there for maybe three or four months, they Went on, so after you do your 90-day probationary period, of course, they go through, you know, doing an increase and moving you to a different position. And I don't know, it's something about I wasn't happy there. I wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. And even after, like, about two months of me being there, I started praying and asking God, okay, God, show me, lead me. God, make sure I'm making the right decision. Show me. And, and God shows me things through dreams. And mm-hmm. I never will forget that I dreamed of teaching. teaching. And I was like, why am I? What does this feel about me teaching? It's just like I would wake, I would actually be in my sleep teaching, teaching little children. And I didn't understand it. I didn't know. I didn't know. But I was like, you know what? I'm just going, I'm not going to continue to work at the bank because I'm not happy. So I'm going to go and I'm going to get my alternative certification certificate and I'm going to go to teaching. Now, get, let me know. I don't understand why to this day. Well, I do understand now. 
But mm-hmm. at that moment, I didn't understand because I'm like, why am I going to making as a child pretty much, fresh out of college, making this good money, wanting to go down and, and step down to a teaching position that was paying okay but wasn't as good as the bank was offering me. Mm-hmm. And so I, I I left and I went and I obtained my, I turned a certification certificate. And I had gotten that probably within five or six months, maybe even less. And after applying for teaching positions, I had gotten offered um, a kindergarten position at an elementary school in Dallas. And I was all excited. I was, ooh, I'm all excited. We have orientation coming up. I'm going to orientation. And after my week of orientation, because I was a new teacher, I believe it was a week or two of orientation as a new teacher, I was nervous, but I was excited because I had kindergartners. Hey, what can kindergartners do to me? They just a whole bunch of little babies. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I had worked in uh, a daycare center when I was in college. So, uh, you know, they all loved me. So I just have to deal with instead of four, you know, four and five-year-olds in daycare, I deal with them in, at school. So I end up going, uh, after my two-week orientation, my principal walks up to me of that school and she tells me, hey, um, I want you to come on down. We gonna, we, don't, don't worry about that kindergarten room. We're going to let you be the sixth-grade teacher. And at that point, I didn't know what to do. I, I, I went to a third zone because I'm like, I'm just this baby out of college. This was not my my thoughts of being able to teach a sixth grader. Now, Lord, this ain't this. Are you sure I did the right thing? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I need to go back to the bank. <laughs> so I um, ended up taking on the sixth grade position, and I was scared. I didn't know what to do because I said I was a fresh teacher going to sixth grade. And it's funny because God does things his way, and we don't understand it at the time. And mm-hmm. now looking back, it's like I give God all the glory because now I understand how he did what he did to put me in the place that I am today. And the reason why I say that is when I got in sixth grade, I had realized that after the first couple of months, so I had behavior problems. You know, they're going through puberty. they talking back. they disrespectful. Not only that, but trying to teach them a sixth-grade curriculum, these children, mm-hmm. some of them didn't know how to read. They didn't know how to write well. They didn't. It, it just blew my mind. And I said, you know what, I don't think this is for me, Lord, because self is going to get in the way. And if another child say something to me crazy or say some inappropriate language, or it's just I wasn't used to it. But after that first year of dealing with that, actually midway through that first year, I had begun to pray and ask the Lord, show me what, what is this about, what, what's going on. And it, he immediately brought me to, of course, I would teach the curriculum stuff, but it had to go all the way back to teaching them the principles of, 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 of him. And that's mm-hmm. respect, how to be kind, how to be fair, how to be, you know, just, just, just to show them just, just the basics. Mm-hmm. Forget about them not being able to know how to read. Forget about them. So I went back and started teaching them just the, the basics on how to be respectful, how to be kind. However, we had a tax test. Back then, the children took tax tests, and the teacher was, was responsible for making sure that these children passed this test. The principal, that's all she cared about. She didn't care about all the extra in-between stuff that I was doing. She wanted to make sure that these children was on point to pass this test. And so mm-hmm. I was so overwhelmed the first two one first year and two. For my first my first year and my second year I was so overwhelmed 
because I was like, okay, I, I have to teach these children how to pass this tax test, the sixth grade tax test, but how can I teach them that? And they don't know how to read. They don't know how to, but even though I say that, I'm telling you it wasn't nothing but God, Jim, because even though they didn't know, by the end of that year, those children were passing those tests. Those children were mm-hmm. going over and beyond. And so when I tell you I know it wasn't nothing but God, because I was fresh. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. By the mm-hmm. end of that school year, my bullies, my students that were cursing me out, and students that by the end of that year, they would do anything for me. They were saying, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. They were, but, and I'm saying bragging on me and saying anything that I did, but I'm telling you it was by me praying and asking, Lord, how do I deal with this? How do I deal with this child? How do I deal mm-hmm. with this child? Okay, well, let me give this child attention, or let me give this child some responsibility, or let me show this child how to have some respect. Yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. It was just teaching them the basics. Mm-hmm. And so once I got to that third year, I was like, Lord, and my principal, she was my biggest reason why I left that, that building is because she was so overwhelmed. And now that I look back and I can realize why she was overwhelmed, because her job was in stake. And so even though her job was in stake, she used to take it out on us, the teachers, not mm-hmm. realizing we were the ones to, to be able to help her have these children pass this test. And mm-hmm. I prayed about it probably two years in, and I was, of course, I pray all the time to ask the Lord to show me, give me, you know, guidance on how to teach each child. But once she, that third year, I had another dream, and it's funny because God, like I said, he shows me things through dreams, and he showed me taking these children back to where they first, because I don't even understand how they got from kinder to first to second to third to fourth. I didn't understand it because how how can they get to me and they don't know how the, the, what a second or third grader should know. And mm-hmm. so he mm-hmm. gave me a dream, and, and I went to dreaming, and I, 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 I dreamed about these children, babies. And not only with me dreaming, but I would start doing research on what can I do to help this child, and, what can, and it brought me directly to early childhood. And early childhood is between the ages of zero and five. I shouldn't be teaching a child how to be respectful when he gets to sixth grade. I shouldn't be teaching right. a child how to read and write when they get to sixth grade. Mm-hmm. So something was wrong. So when I had this dream about me going to, I need to go back to kinder or I need to go to pre-K, the Lord has showed me within that dream that it was something different. I need to probably figure out daycare or take these children back to the, the smaller ages. And so that's how I end up leaving from teaching going into a home daycare. But not even with that being said, it wasn't easy doing that. Um, my principal, I would say the two reasons why I left from teaching sixth grade was, of course, my principal, and then realizing that these children were not on the level that they should be. And pretty much they have been just passed on, passed mm-hmm. on. And it wasn't fair to the teachers that are teaching these children in first, second, third, fourth grade. It wasn't fair. And mm-hmm. so that's why I ended up... Um, deciding to, to to open up a daycare. Now, when that happened, um, I had talked to my husband. Actually, I had talked to him maybe my second year of teaching and had just mentioned it to him. I was like, you know what? I think we should open up a, a daycare in the home. 
And anybody know my husband? Mm-hmm. That was like, uh oh, no, kids. That's not happening. No daycare, no. We had just bought a home a couple of years before, and I was like, well, we could just use this one room. And, you know, I started researching that you can have six children, and but that wasn't happening. So I was like, okay, well, let me go on and go back to the third year. And after that third year, I had that's when I really had gotten disgusted in with, with my principal um, mm-hmm. and with the way the children were. It was, I can understand it was the first year that was my bad year, but when it's mm-hmm. consistent, your first year, the children still don't know much. The second year, you get a different group of children. They still don't know. The third year, you still. So it's like, okay, this is, this is happening all the time. Something needs to change. Mm-hmm. And so when I had went, talked to, like I said, talked to my husband, he was a no-go for, for the first time. But when I brought it back up to him the second time, he still was a no-go. And so who do I call? Hmm. <laughs> Mm. I called not only my pastor, my first lady, but they're first, they were first my mother and my father. Yeah. And yeah. I started talking with them and, um, you know, telling them what I, I'm just kind of tired of dealing with the things that are going on between the principal and, and I just, I just can't take it no more. Even with the children, I just, this is overwhelming. And I prayed and I talked and I asked God about it and I, I mentioned to Vic and he was a no go. And I, I was talking to the mom and daddy and I know, as soon as I mentioned anything about a sort of a daycare, it was like a, a no go. It was like a no brain. Yeah, you don't you don't you have to deal with you know the problems of the teachers or the if you if you feel like you should. So I would say my number one support factor was my my mother and my father and my my pastor because they mm-hmm. were immediately like a it was super supportive. Mm-hmm. Super supportive of my idea, and of course, you know, you leave um, going into a teacher position and dealing with my, you know, being at home with my mm-hmm. husband. Uh, we, the man, of course, think you going from this much money to this much money, and all these children gonna be here tearing up our furniture, and uh uh-uh, uh <laughs> no, no. So I would have to say, and it's funny because we talk about it and we laugh about it all the time, but. Anybody that knows Mama, she has the sweetest spirit ever, and yeah. she could just come around you and and just have a little talk or say different things. And I remember, never forget when I was on the phone with them, they was a, 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 a very supportive. But I had Mama come over and talk to Vic, <laughs> <laughs> and I remember them talking and Victor, <laughs> and he talked about yeah. He talked mm-hmm. about now. He was like, "Man, your mama, she could just get anybody to wear anything she wants." Yeah. But yeah. she had told him, "Who cares about the furniture? The furniture can be replaced. Who cares about it? You know." And mm-hmm. as soon as they talked to him, it was like he was on the bandwagon. He was on mm-hmm. the bandwagon. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate them for encouraging him to see my vision that I didn't even understand was my vision at the time. Mm-hmm. I was just, you know, kind of going off of. Scared, but I'm going off of faith and what what my principles of teaching was down through the years. Mm-hmm. So after, wow. yes, after we opened up the chapter and I went on and I started doing, um, we made flyers and my husband and I passed our flyers around the neighborhood and within that first two months, we can only accept six children at the time, but within that first two months, 
we had already had my six children. One of them was mine, which was Jaden, but I had mm-hmm. five other children enrolled within that within a matter of two months' time, if not less. Um, and then after I was um, teaching those children and learning, and they I guess it was word of mouth in the, the neighborhood, but more people were coming asking for care. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up hiring hiring somebody to assist me and help me. And within, I would say, three, four months, we was already up to, to 12 children. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, what is going on? And, and I know when I was in the home, we had a two-story home, and the whole downstairs I ended up setting up as a child care center because I didn't, I didn't like the name daycare. And so mm-hmm. I ended up setting up every room. We had an infant room. We had a, a toddler room. We had a kitchen. We had all these different areas so when the children would come in. And my number one focus was to make sure that I make sure that these children are not like my sixth graders. I want to mm-hmm. make sure that between the age of zero and five, I had researched it, and 90% of a child's development, brain development, is within zero to five. So mm-hmm. that's our time to make sure that we push as much information in them that we can, and so that's why I started making sure those, those ones, two, three, four, they were seeing me read every day. They were seeing us doing sight words. We were throwing out how to be respectful. You're going to say, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. You, at the age of one and two, you're going to learn these character traits before you end up in kindergarten. And so mm-hmm. that's, why I'm, that's why I know that it, it was all part of, of God's plan because I had no idea that I would be having children in my home. And I didn't even, even now, I'd be like, oh, I know I always loved children. I always, you know, but I never knew I would be to this point to where I, I feel like I can't even be around anybody but children. So mm-hmm. everything happens for a reason, and, and I, I, I'm, I'm glad that it happened the way that it did. Hmm. Um, even after being in the home for I think we was in the home for a year, year and a half, and I remember I will never forget Daddy. I was having a conversation with Daddy, and we was on the phone, and he was saying, "Man, this, you know, this, 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 this is good. You're doing a good job. You, you." And I had talked to him about um, expanding, and mm-hmm. before I talked to Daddy, I had talked to Victor, and we was mm-hmm. actually looking at doing rental homes, um, rental, uh, rent homes, or renting out um, a space. To do the child care, mm-hmm. to, to be able to do a child care center at because we had growth. I think I had maybe 15, 20 people on wait list in homes. Mm-hmm. And so I was talked to dad and I was like, you know, Vic and I are thinking about, you know, opening up a, a child care center and, you know, looking at different rent properties. And and I could tell you to this day, I never, uh, he was, I, mean, I, I guess him and mama had a talk. I don't know. I don't know. But Daddy, Mama and Daddy is the reason we're out, why we are at Olives right now. Um, mm-hmm. I guess they began, Daddy began to pray, and, and Mama and Daddy began to pray and talk to God about whatever was going on. But I don't know if God showed them a confirmation or what, but they had pulled me and Victor to the side, and they said that God had told them that, that we don't need to rent out anybody, anywhere, that God had showed them and told them to, to build us a, a building. Mm-hmm. And it blew me for, uh, it still has blown me away to this day because I already had the support when I went from being a teacher to a, a, a daycare owner, home daycare owner, but to have mm-hmm. the support and their belief and their, just to even think or believe in me to invest in me or to invest 
the money to build a child care center is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Um, sure enough, Daddy was driving. And I, I was actually, Victor and I, we were looking in Duncanville. We were looking in different areas away from, I guess, where we should have been looking. But Daddy was driving down in Cedar Hill somewhere off of Joe Wilson. And there was an old home that was on this property, and Daddy called, I guess, and he was he, he said that God said that that's where the center should be. And, mm-hmm. June, when I tell you the center, I was all excited. I was like, what, huh? Because this is like a mile from the house, maybe two miles from where mm-hmm. I was living at. Mm-hmm. Not even thinking anything about Cedar Hill. That's how I know God was speaking to me, and he was speaking to my parents also. And so mm-hmm. we was all in tune. And he found this land and this property, and they were able to build a childcare center in Cedar Hill at 1021 North Joe Wilson Road. Um, at that time, of course, you know, we're young. So Vic and I, we had just bought a home, just starting, you know, to, to save. And so for them to even invest in us was a huge deal to me. Um, it, it was huge. Hmm. I yeah. I didn't realize that um, once we got into the center, I was scared because I, I don't know anything about owning a child care center and own daycare home. And I grew around, grew up around Mama and seeing her doing paperwork, and I would ask her, you know, certain stuff. I took accounting in college, I took business management, I took a, you know, I took all these course finance. But hey, I'm just a 25 year old girl, 26 year old girl, about to get a daycare center. And so mm-hmm. I went around Cedar Hill trying to get wisdom and trying to get knowledge from different daycare owners that were in Cedar Hill at the time. And you know, when I tell you, I kept questioning the Lord, okay, Lord, you gave me this vision. <laughs> you gave me this. Why is nobody helping me? Everyone that I went to, they, no, they don't want to help. We have a daycare center in Cedar Hill. I'm about to open up. A, they was all opposed. Everybody but one person, one child care center in, in Cedar Hill. And that was discouraging because I'm scared. You know, Mama never had invested in me and invested mm-hmm. in us. I can't let them down. I gotta, I gotta make sure that I, you know, I've never been a business owner before. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, I prayed and asked God. I said, Lord, you're gonna have to show me how to do this. I need for you to be my leader. I need for you to be my guider. I need you because I don't know what to do. But I would not tell my parents that I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, June, when we got in that building, when we opened up on that first day, God had gave me I, I, pretty much internet was most of the everything that I had. I had to have handbooks. I had to have all these things that life can require of you. And I had got all my paperwork submitted, and they came in and they um, licensed us for 76 children. And on the first day that we opened, June, we had more than, we had at least 40 children the first day that we opened that center. Hmm. Not only that, God had made it to where even before I had opened up the center, I was having the parents to pay this down. Because I was wondering, do I need to get a loan to pay these people? Or how am I going to even pay my employees? Because we don't have no money in the bank. And God had gave me the knowledge well he showed me pretty much the parents that enrolled their children they had to prepay up on enrollment and Mm -hmm. as soon as they paid it was like god just 
he opened up doors where I can't, I, I can't even explain it. I can't, and I don't even understand it now because I'm like, God is awesome. He is, he is awesome. He's the reason why we are to where we are now. Even when we opened up, we were licensed in 76. Within that year, June, we, were, we had reached our capacity. Hmm. We was at 76 wow. children. Not wow. only that, after, what, four or five years being there, we were able to expand. And I'm saying mm-hmm. this because I don't even know. I, I know that it's God. I can't, I can't keep mm-hmm. saying I don't know. But the way he works, it's just yeah. like he just, he just does things to where it just push, push, puts me in awe. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know how I've gotten. It's, it's just amazing. Without any help, without any resources, without anybody coming and saying, hey, you know, everybody's being there in our own directions because of, they want the children to go to their centers. I never, not mm-hmm. one time, thought that way. And mm-hmm. actually, I didn't even know, really, at Olive, when we opened up Olive, I never even had to do any type of uh, marketing as far as going out you know, putting out flyers or putting out the people that had came to Olive, it was just word of mouth. It was just like God had filled the center just by word of mouth. Mm-hmm. And so after those three years, or I think it was four years, four or five years went by later, we had expanded. And I had talked to my mom dad again. And I said, hey, we're this is going somewhere. Mm-hmm. And without them, June, I'm telling you, we will not be where we are either today. Because they they was right on the I mean, immediately on the bandwagon. Okay, so let's mm-hmm. go. You know, let me talk. To, let me talk to your dad. If I talk to mom about it first, let me talk to your dad about it. And sure enough, boom, we're getting an extra fifty children in the building because we've been able to add on to to the center. Mm-hmm. Um, and so right now we're licensed for one hundred and twenty six at Olives, and we are at full capacity. Not only that, but um, about. 2014, about four years ago, and like I said, I'm always God to have these dreams, and I always pray and ask God to lead and God me and show me, direct me. You tell me where you want me to be. And after um, what four years after we added on, I could see that the growth of the children. These children, not only were we teaching the children, but it goes back to what I said earlier as far as what I wanted to do in sixth grade and what I did in sixth grade. We were teaching them about God first. Um, mm-hmm. They knew how to say their prayers. They knew how to pray. They knew how to uh, say their grace. They knew how to say yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, their character traits. I wanted to make sure that that was embedded in them. And I think that's the reason, another reason why we grew so fast is because God seen that we were teaching them. Some that might not even go to church and might not even know about him, they were learning about them when they turned in, in six months. Or they were hearing us pray. They were hearing. So that's another reason why I think God blessed the business so fast because he probably was saying kudos because you're teaching, teaching the children about me. Mm-hmm. After um, we was open at, we filled up full capacity at Olive's. We had 126 children. Uh, what, three, two, three years later? Uh, of course, wow. I, I would always like to grow and increase, but I was driving by this property in Cedar Hill, probably two miles from where Olive was, and there was, used to be a child care center, and it was up for rental or up for, or up for lease. The building was up for lease because the child care center had moved to another location. 
And I'll never forget, I was driving by there, and I told Vicky, I said, look, look, that, that property is up for, for lease. And, you know, I, I, I want to get that property. That's just right around the corner from Olive. And we, you know, we can have some more, get, get some more children in here. Get some more children. You see how many children we can grow and teach and be able to train. So, nah, it was about, I would say, maybe six months later, we had ended up renting that property out from the landlord that was there. And within within six months over there, we had grew and we had ended up getting children over there. Probably we probably about forty children. And so, I. I wanted to see how business went, and even when the landlord, this I love, thank God for favor, because even mm-hmm. with the landlord, he's a Christian man, and when I met him, we, my husband and I went and met that man um, the first time before we even moved in the building, and we had already had favor over the, over him. God had given us favor with him. He had decreased the, the lease uh, to a certain amount of money that we would have to pay per month before, before you know, before we grew the clientele up, and then he increased it a little bit. But he told us, he said, you know what, within, I think it was three or four months after being in that building, he said, I, I can see that this is going to be y'all's property. And it's funny that he said that because Victor had said right before he told us that, that we were going to have that property. We, he, he, he wanted to sell us that property. He never even thought about selling property to anybody because the location that it's at is, is pretty much a landmine. And mm-hmm. he told us within three to six months that the Lord had told him, showed him that we was going to have that property, and he wasn't wow. going to sell it to anybody but us. And wow. that was the first year of us being there. And we hmm. went, what, three three more years later in there, he never sold it. He never raised our rent. He never, he, he didn't do anything. He was like, God, where did you get this man from? <laughs> but even with that being said, God blessed my husband and I on last year to purchase that property. Didn't wow. even think wow. or know or realize that that was going to be even in the, the vision. I mean, it, it, didn't even know. Didn't even know mm-hmm. that that was going to happen. So I just thank and I praise God, and I'm telling you, June, everything that we, that, that Olive and Discovery Village Learning Center is the other name of the center, everything that both of those centers have is only because of God. I would say with the support of God, with the support of my parents, with the support of my husband, my mm-hmm. my twin sister has been there even when even when we opened up Olive June, we had a good job at 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 a, at a, somewhere she was working. Yeah, she yeah, yeah. left that job and came yeah. to to come and support me, and she doesn't mm-hmm. know how much that means to me, and I feel mm-hmm. not get emotional, but just for her to do something like that. It, you know, it's just the support that you have and that you get. That means a lot. It means a lot. It means a lot. So I'm just, I'm just in awe about the things that God has done for the sinners. But it all goes back to, and I, I don't even like to talk. You know, you know, you know, Daddy. He gets up and. You know, he's excited about what God is doing. He loves children. Mm-hmm. And it's, it is yeah. a ministry because, like I said earlier, we are the first ones that actually some of these children, they don't even know about God. So right, it's, right. it's just like it's embedded into me 
to feed these children with the fear of God because they, we start shooting out scriptures for them and, and making them pray and, and making sure that they hear us pray and making sure that they know the, the character traits that, that God wants us to have, being respectful, being honest, being responsible, showing compassion, being loving, being kind. If we invest this in these children when they, when they are babies, when mm-hmm. they grow up, they already they know better. They know better when, you, like we said all the time, that both of the sinners, God is watching you. So even though yeah. you don't think that I'm watching you, He sees you. He He sees you. He He's gonna get you. <laughs> it's funny <laughs> sometimes when it's raining outside and it starts thundering, and you know mm-hmm. some of those children that are that are off the way. Oh, you hear that? You hear that? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you, mm-hmm. you want him to come down here and get you? So <laughs> and without. Without all of that, without me being embedded like I was when I was young and being scared, being fearful of God, scared of him, don't you Well, me not, if they did it for me and it helped me throughout my life, because mm-hmm. I'm scared of him, I fear him. That's what mm-hmm. I want to make sure that I do with these children when they're babies. I want to make sure that they're scared. They fear him. They know. And then once they get that fear in them, then it's easy to teach them. It's easy mm-hmm. to teach them how to listen. It's easy to teach them how to interact with these children. It's easy to teach them how to be able to be a good speaker. You know, it's just, it's just everything that God does, it just, it just amazes me. It, he, it amazes me. Yeah. Now, before we, before we go to the line, because there are some people on there, I'm going to give them the opportunity to speak to you. I want to bring up two things. Um, just getting a chance to see the beginning stage and, and everything of the daycare, you said it best pertaining to favor earlier because it seemed like nobody wanted to support you. I'm not talking about within the family, but we're talking about like outside of the family, you know, and the mm-hmm. red tape. But then all of a sudden, when it seemed like that y'all backwards against the wall, it was like God just intervened, you know, just, you know, mm-hmm. God gave y'all favor with the city and, and all that stuff, you know, when it seemed like, oh, boy, what like they're going to turn us down or this going to happen or that's going to happen, you know, without going into specifics, you know, it was like all of a sudden they had no choice but to, you know, give in, to surrender, you know. And um, mm-hmm. that that was, you know, just I remember a couple of incidents pertaining to it, and I was like, wow, you know. God hand was all over this from the very beginning, you know, from the groundbreaking and all that from then mm-hmm. up until now, you know. Mm-hmm. So that was that was that was a deep seeing that. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that you say that because even now when I think about it and I say, you know what, God, God's hand was pretty much over this when we was little, and yeah, with us yeah, not even yeah, realizing yeah. it because even with us being taught how to have faith. And taught mm-hmm. how to have. We were taught. His hand was over it when we was little. Even how, even teaching the little babies at the at church, not mm-hmm. even realizing mm-hmm. that this was my calling. This was my. Yeah. Even when I was in college, working at a daycare, didn't realize that that was some training. That was some Being training for me. It. Didn't even know it. Didn't yeah. even know Being it. groomed. Didn't even yeah. know it. Yes. Even when I was in college, I I was born for computers. But I took early childhood classes. Didn't know why. I just took them because I thought it was going to be an easy grade. 
I hate talking about children. I was the easy A, easy B. I took mm-hmm. finance. I took management. I took accounting, not realizing that all the stuff that I was taking, it was pretty much prepping me to put me in the position that I am in today. So it's like he, he just, he knew, but I didn't yeah. know. And I, yeah. I wondered and tried to, you know, well, is this really what? Is this really what? And it's just like he guided me through each step. Even the people that used to walk in, I went out through Cedar Hill. God allowed people to come in, an organization called Educational First Steps. He allowed them to come to us and ask us, can we be on their program? That organization mm. has, has bought furniture. That organization has supplied money. They have supported us, didn't even know. But he sent them to us just by me praying and saying, okay, Lord, please give me favor. Show me what to do. Lead me. Guide me. That's, I never walk. Every day when I walk into that building, the building, I tell God, lead me. Guide me. Mm-hmm. Show me. Help me. Because I just want to do everything the way that he wants me to do it. And sometimes if I go off a step and say, hey, you know, I get upset or I'm a fire or he puts me right back in my place soon right back in my place because I, I, I'm always asking him to, to show me and lead me and guide me. Now, what, too many times have I ever had to fire my employees or things, I always just pray, yes, God, lead me, guide me, show me. If you don't want them to be here or you don't feel like they should be here, I want you to get rid of them. I want you to do. And every single time that I ask God, he, he does. He, he, he works. He, he does. He he. he He's amazing. He's yeah. amazing. Hmm. And I, I will say this. Um, there are so many accolades pertaining to um, the school. Um, so many kids. I, I remember the graduation I went to, uh, what was that, last year, year before last. And, I mean, they were grown men and women, but just a short version. You know, they were very articulate. They were very confident, not just in what they knew, uh, secular, but their relationship with God. They're, I mean, them singing. Uh, this is this means war and all that. That little, I call it the little preacher mm-hmm. man that's so stomping and stuff. You know, <laughs> um, I mean, and and you know, to be honest with you, I remember I was I had a classmate of mine that was looking for uh, a daycare, and so when I had brought up you all's name, she, oh yeah, yeah, I know that. And she just started raving about it. And I was like, wow, you know, that, that made me feel good to see, you know, um, the way that we were raised up, that's being instilled because a lot of time we take for granted that maybe everybody was, you know, grew up the same way we did, but that's not the case, you know. So I, I thank God for, you know, God having you all in place to be able to uh, help the young people uh, to be able to not just be able to read, to learn, to know, but more importantly about uh, mannerisms, but ultimately their relationship with God. Now, one one quick thing before we go on the, um, the phone line, can you tell me why you chose to name Ollie's Little Angels? Because that was Mama's name. Okay. <laughs> Mama okay. has been a person that I've always, I've always looked up to her. I've always looked mm-hmm. up to her. Initially, yeah. when I went in, and initially when I went, I, um, the home chapter center was Shining Stars Learning Place. And so mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm going to name center Shining Stars Learning Place. I'm going to name Shining. But Shining Stars Learning Place was taken up. 
And so I was mm-hmm. like, oh, what else can I name it? What else can I? And I just immediately said, you know what, olives, olives, olives. I love Little Angels Running, and I'm going to name it after Mama. And when I went yeah. actually went to look up, I re- went to research what olive meant, and yeah. it said fruit. It was a, 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 a fruit, of course. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, the fruits. The fruits are fit. So and it, you know, not only that, but it was an olive tree, which was real green yeah. and bold. And so it was just like it was automatic. Okay, I'm going to name I know can't no center around here be named Olive Little Angels Running Center. So I should yeah. be able to get that name. So mm-hmm. Olive came from, Olive Little Angels came from my mom's first name, Olive. Yes, yes, yes. Great young lady. And also, I didn't mention them earlier, but I do want to say a shout out to Mr. Vic. I have to give a shout out to him. Um, now, we've got a couple of people on the line. Give them an opportunity to speak with you right quick. And we're going to start with okay. uh, someone with the uh, area code 214. Hello, welcome to Reconnect My Heart. we on the air with Miss Shanika Hawk. How you doing today? I am good. Good, 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 good. Uh, would you like to say anything to uh, Miss Hogg at the time? Hello? Hello? Anybody on the air? I'm on here. I can't. Oh, okay. Okay, I, I was yeah. seeing uh, the other person. Hello, how you doing today? Okay. I'm just fine, thank you. I am good, Bobby good, Wilson, good. guys. Hello there. Hello there. How are you doing today? <laughs> I am great. I am great. I have been listening, and I tell you, I am just a wimp. Yeah. I am just a yeah. wimp. Uh, you know, God is good. Yes. And I, yes. I, I know the young lady from birth. Uh-huh. Impeccable character. Impeccable yeah. character. Yeah. Hardworking. Yeah. They're good mothers, and they are really godly children and always have yeah. been. And I just want to just wish them all the blessings in the future to come. And I love you yeah. very much, Mika. Thank you so much. I love you too, ain't Bobby. All right. And yeah. I'm in your corner. I, I appreciate love you too. that. Yo, right. I, I love you too. Don't don't hang up. We're going to go to the event, but we're just going to have your host for you able to hear. But I will say this before we go to the next person. Um, both sides. I mean, I'm re- I'm related to those that don't know. I'm related to Miss Shanika Hoggle, her dad's side, but I'm very familiar with her mom's side. Oh my gosh! Oh, mm-hmm. I'm I'm Miss Bobby, ain't Bobby? We love you dearly. I'm I'm just gonna stop right there. Um, <laughs> we're gonna go to the next. Gonna go to the next person. We got um. Okay. Where yet? Where yet? Where yet? Okay, okay. I, I see a familiar number right here. Welcome to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. You're on the air with Miss Shanika Hogg. How you doing today, sir? Hello? I can't hear anybody. Okay, okay. It was uh, area code 214. Last four is 4017. You there? You there? Okay, I'll I'll come back to them. Okay. They're like there's someone this sound like a special guest right here. I'm gonna go ahead and get them on. I see who it is. 
Um, you on the air with Miss Tanika Hogg. How y'all doing? Welcome to Rick Namaha Radio Program. Hello? Okay. Okay, I'm on. I'll go to them next. Hello. Um, you on the air with Miss Shanika Hogg and this uh Mr. Green. Hello? Hello, this Mr. Green. Okay. Okay. Maybe maybe some people kinda shell shocked. Oh. Okay. Okay, I see somebody. See someone else. Hello. Welcome to Rick Namaha Radio Program. You're on the air with Miss Shanika Hogg. How you doing today? Uh oh. Uh oh. Sound like somebody distracted. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. We got uh somebody with the area code nine seven two. Hello, welcome to Rick Namaha Radio Program. You're on the air with Miss Shanika Hogg. Hello? Okay. Okay, I'm going to... I don't want to call out everybody um whole telephone number, but I wanted to make sure that um, you all able to... If you all able to hear me, y'all welcome to... Um, be on the air if y'all able to hear me. Hello there. Hello there. Okay, well, well I'll tell you what, what we're going to do. What we're going to do, because I know uh, time has wound up, we want to make sure mm-hmm. to um, thank Miss Shanika Hawk. And uh, like I said, you know, I, I, thank, I thank those who are listening. And um, even just you being able to just be the voice, because, like I said, a lot of times we take for granted that everybody grew up the same that we did, same way we did. And some people um, or some children, you might be the only mother or the only type of mother figure that they have in their life. You know, um, you know, of course, we don't understand how some parents may reject their child or anything like that, but just because we've never experienced it, that doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. So for you to be able to do something that you were groomed to do, you've been groomed this and, and, uh, you know, even just from the way that you carried yourself from, like I said, seeing you from the time I actually remember when you came, I think it was the day that you came home was the day that we went over there to see you all and to see, you know, not just one child, but two child, two children crying at the same time, you know, but, uh, but now being able to see you all from in your mom's arms to now you holding children in your arms, teaching them, showing them. And, and of course, you know, just you all personality, you, and then also, uh, Mika, you know, just the way that y'all, uh, talk you know i've seen um i've seen you i've seen mika interact with uh children that was not even y'all's for y'all to be able mm-hmm. to talk to them and make them feel comfortable you know um it's almost like 
a child don't mind opening up. You know, the child don't mind allowing their guards to be down and for them to be transparent because they can trust you all. And unfortunately, there are a lot of children they can't trust, you know. So I, I really much, very much appreciate you being able to um, utilize your gifts in spite of, in spite of, you know, the school that you were working in. And, and if you look at it, if it was easy where you were at, then you might have missed the blessing you have not just been to the children, but also to us. You know, so I yeah. thank God for that. Yeah. But I, I just know that now I'm I'm grown and have children of my own and I can just say for myself that if it was not for God, I wouldn't be where I was today. Even mm-hmm. I could say my parents and my husband and everybody else, but if God wouldn't have showed them or if they wouldn't have been on the same vision, that God had given me or shown me, all of us wouldn't be where we were today. Discovery wouldn't be where we were today. So I have to give all thanks to God first and foremost. And then, of mm-hmm. course, afterwards, like I said, if I wouldn't be where I was today if it was not for my husband supporting me, if it was not for my family and my parents supporting me. Mm-hmm. I'm just thankful and grateful that God has given me the ability to be able to serve these children and I feel like God is going to be pleased with me just as long as I make sure that these children know about him, they fear him. Not only that, but I want to make these, make sure that I serve mostly minority children. So these minority children need to be smart just like any other generation, any other race and culture. We, mm-hmm. The Hispanics and the blacks, and, and I love all, all different types, but we have to make sure that, that they're taught and they know I want I want to make sure that we're on top of it. We're getting the same mm-hmm. type of privileges and education as any other culture is getting. So I'm just thankful and grateful that God has given me the ability, and he's still giving me the ability. I see future daycares coming. I see future. But my biggest thing is I want to make sure that I serve these children and give them what God has given me to give them. And mm-hmm. not only them, I have to give credit to the employees that I have. Many of them have been with me 10 since the time I've opened. And so just the love, and I, I wouldn't be able to do this on my own. So mm-hmm. the employees that I have at the center, the parents, and the, the being able to understand and know that we're doing this for a reason, to, to get homework at 18 months, a child, is, a parent just freaking out, like, why is my child getting homework at 18 months? But mm-hmm. they're still sticking by us. They're understanding that it's just the basic, just the circle send it home and just go over the circle with the child. They they support us and they understand. And so I appreciate everybody that has been supportive and everybody that is still being supportive for the cause that God has given to me and the vision that God has given to me. Yes. Now I'll tell you what, now for those who may be looking for a place to uh, have their child, do you mind giving them the, the address uh, make sure be able to contact you all? No, not at all. Um, our first location is Olive Little Angel Learning Center. It's at 1021 North Joe Wilson Road in Cedar Hill. The telephone number is 972-291-1441. Our second location is Discovery Village Learning Center. It's located at 855 North Duncanville Road, also in Cedar Hill, Texas. The telephone number there is 972 
that has nothing. You know, of course, the devil going to always try to discourage and everything like that. But the main thing is a lot of stuff that were God want to lead us, like Sister Hogg was saying earlier, those things that we're doing early on that it seems like you don't know why you're doing it, a lot of times those are stair steps to prepare us for the ultimate plan that God has for us, you know. So I thank God for you listening. I thank God for you. You may not have understood everything in detail, the specifics, but I thank God that you trusted God regardless of what you saw or what you didn't see. So we really, really, really appreciate you all. And right before we get up there, if you don't mind, I want to give an opportunity for those who may be listening, who may not be saved. You know, I always, matter of fact, even in our church, we always emphasize about um, the plan of salvation. You know, know, a lot of times we take it for granted, but some people who, may not even know if they save or know how to get saved. You know, the main thing we, we have to remember, you know, you know, the first thing what we need to do is, you know, accept the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior and believe in the heart that God raised him from the dead. If thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior and believe in the heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believe unto righteousness, but with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And just in case, you're saved, but you may be struggling. You may feel like, you know what, you know, I, I feel I feel like, you know, I feel stuck. You know, I feel like I'm lost or maybe uh, my past is too bad. I want you to know that God can't forgive you. God wants to forgive you, but also God wants you to come to him. He wants you to forgive yourself and feel that you can come to him. You can approach him. You know, God wants to accept you. God wants you to be able to come to him and Get rid of your past and accept the plan and the future that he has for you. You know, um, before we before we um, end with a word of prayer, there is someone that I'm going to have on the air that I just contacted him. They just responded. We're going to have him on the air right here. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Reconnect My Heart. You're on a program with Miss Shanika Hogg. How you doing today, sir? I'm pretty good. Hello, Brother June. Hello, Sister Nika. Hello. <laughs> it's Mark. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Hey, this, Mark. This, this, I just wanted to call in and tell you, hey, your family, your you, your life is truly a testimony. My daughter is truly a, a testimony of Discovery Village and all of my angels. She knows the Lord. She loves school. And my little joker's stubborn. <laughs> For y'all to have that and embed that in her, anything that y'all will ever need, I'll be there for y'all. I want to say thank you, and I appreciate this. Thank you so much, Mark. Show. Yes. This is beautiful. This is beautiful. This is uh. This is I family. appreciate that. Yeah. We thank God for you all. For those, for those who, um, like I said, for those who want to keep in contact, want to follow, um, this is a great investment to be able to invest into our children. And you know, a lot of times we say children are our future, but children are our present. You know, and I thank God for 
Thank God for you. Thank God for what you're doing. We're going to end with a word of prayer. Be the Father, we coming to you right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We coming to you right now, God. God, we thank you, Lord, for this program on today, God. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to be able to be ministered to by Miss Shanika Hall. God, we thank you, Lord, for the purpose and plan that you have revealed to her and through her, God. God, we know even the obstacles that may have transpired, God, even the rough roads that she had traveled, God. But, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for leading her to be able to be at a place, God, that she could be able to exercise the gifts that you have instilled in her, God. We thank you, Lord, for her family, God. Thank you, Lord, for her parents, her pastor, God, the leaders, God, that you instilled wisdom in them, God. And, God, we thank you, Lord, for the favor, God. Thank you, Lord, for the teaching, not only that you have imparted to them, God, but also for what they've imparted into us, God. We thank you, Lord, God, for those who may be listening, God, who may not uh, know you in the part of their sin, God. Give them that desire, God, to accept you as Lord Jesus Christ over their life right now in the name of Jesus. And say them about everything you stand for, about every problem, about every confusion right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for healing. Thank you, Lord, for deliverance, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for revealing purpose and plan, God. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving us, God. And, God, we thank you, Lord, for helping us to forgive ourselves, God. But, Lord, also in a special manner, God, for those families who may be disconnected, God. God, we speaking, God, that you list, allow them to listen to this and let them know, God, that there's nothing too hard for them, God, that there are examples of families, God, that are near together, close together, God, but God, that are working together, God. And we speaking, God, that you, that you help those to reconcile, God, who may have been distant, God, for many months, many days, or many years, God, and God, help them, God. And restore them, God, and help them to be the example that you have them to have them to have a testimony right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you continuously help and guide and lead them right now. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord, for Sister Hogg right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for her her family, her husband, God. Thank you, Lord, for Vic, God. Continuously, God, to use him, God, and, and give him favor, God. Give him the wisdom and plan that he has, God. And we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Yeah. I want to thank each and every one who tuned in and who supported this show. I want to once again thank Miss Shanika Hogg. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um like I said. Thank thank you for um for being here. Thank you for your love and support throughout the years and I'm very honored that you're here today. Thank you. I appreciate it, June, and you're doing an excellent job, and I'm, I'm proud of you. I feel like I'm a little child smiling over my big cuz, but I'm <laughs> proud of all the work that you're doing, so you keep up the good work. Well, thank you. Thank you. For those for those who um, want to follow, feel free to um, find on Facebook, um, Brother Prater. You can uh, catch me on Facebook. You can see the daily devotions are the uh, upcoming events, or you can go into our store section on my website, brotherprater.org. You'll see the, on the store section, you'll see um, my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to Godly Fatherhood. The Few Good Men was written to inform the needs and the responsibilities from men to their families, the children, or their children's mother, to inform the women the needs of the men and to give the single women the qualities of potential future husband or fathers of present or future children. 
I want to thank each and every one who tuned in to the show. And thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart podcast. God bless you and good night.